listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning, uh, USA, and uh, and we've even got across the pond with us today. As a matter of fact, uh, we're delighted to have uh, Steve and Jim both are in here around the round table and. Uh, from across the pond, we've got Mr. Kevin Flood. Kevin's going to be doing some uh, interviews and uh, checking out some museums in the U.K. for us. And uh, as uh, we go forward, we'll be doing uh, be playing his shows from uh, England. So welcome to the roundtable. I, I hope you got your... What do you have, a cup of tea there with you, Kevin? I have, uh, and a cup of coffee. And a cup of coffee. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, you'll have to take a bathroom break then. Double hitter. Yeah. Oh, good Good for you. Mid-afternoon here. Yes, yes it is. Um, have you been to Bewley to the Auto Jumble? Yeah, I, I actually went this year, and I ran into Corky Coker, would you believe? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Steve's friend. Out, yeah, I've been out we were for going years, in. yeah, yeah. What was he doing over there? Uh, I don't know. He seemed just to be looking around the stalls as usual because uh, I guess they do quite a lot of restorations down at his place there and he just seemed to be looking at picking some bits and pieces up like the rest of us. So, um, problem with, for me with Bewley, the cars that I have, um, my Model A is the thing I need I the most parts you. for and uh, there's not a great deal of that stuff at Bewley, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's a... Quite a, an affection for American cars in the UK. There is. Um, the, the there is a number of American car clubs and quite a lot of American car shows. Uh, I think the main reason for it would be the American air bases. Yes. So you tend to have, where there was an American air base, there's always an American car club still. And round here, uh, Upper Hayford wasn't far from here. And back in the 70s, I actually had a Nova that um, an American airman kindly hit a tree with and got rid of it and I bought it very cheap and fixed it and used it for a while. <laughs> Did it have a V8 or a 6 in it? It was a 307. Oh, wow. Yeah, the little so one. Yeah, uh, the emission engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. One. yeah. yeah so it was, um, you know, for back in the 70s, I, I was an apprentice motor mechanic at the time. I was earning very little money and you can imagine it cost me quite a lot of money to use it, but the fun angle was well worth the fuel cost. <laughs> well, that, I agree with that. I both Steve and I have experienced that in our youth. Yeah, so. Bewley, Bewley's an interesting place. I've been once, and uh, I, I really find it really interesting the way they do their cars, the car show. Now they may have changed, but it, when I was there, the the people would sit in the stands. And they would drive the cars around in front of the people, and a commentator would talk about the cars. Do they still do they yes. still do that? Yeah, that's a great idea because you know you go yeah. to a big car show here, and you see some of these rather unusual cars. And unless you take the time to talk to the owner, you'll never find out what they are, what they're about, or where they came from, or what the deal is. Yeah. It's uh, it's something Lord Montague's father started, I think, uh, and it and it's kind of stayed as the standard way that they present the cars because the museum itself, whilst the museum grounds are quite big, the actual museum building is is fairly small. Um, so they do really trade on the days when they can get everything outside and drive them around and make sure people can see them and ride in them as well. 
uh, and also they've got a number of vintage vehicles that take you round the site. You can go to the Abbey, sure. and they've got various other yeah. little bits and pieces on site that go. They'll give you um, a bus, a vintage bus ride around, uh, and there's also a monorail that you've probably seen as well. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's quite a show. It's 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 the biggest one in England, right? The the the, the um, early festival. I, it might not be now. Um, Ken Haynes, the uh, of Haynes Manuals fame. He has a museum down in Yeovil uh, in Somerset, and he's completely rebuilt that one, and that one is really big. Uh, and he's got a really large American car section there, too. So really? he's, um, he, that may very well be the biggest one now. And there's also the Heritage Motor Collection up in the Midlands, which is the old British Leylands Exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah, I ran into that guy. I ran into the guy who was the curator on the last time I was in England, and and uh, he he gave me some directions and a card of a guy. I think now I may be wrong at this place. At the the uh, British Heritage Motor Trust Restoration Shop is at Red Lion Castle. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, so yep, I went up there one. and showed him. You know, I talked to the guy and I had a really nice tour of the the uh, yeah. uh, the facility. Nicest guys you'd ever want to meet up there. And when you Tell them you're a British car fan. Of course, then you're whoa. You can do no wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it the, was it, a it, cool it, visit. It, it, sorry. No, no. That it was a very cool visit, and and they were just getting in. It wasn't that long. Well, it was a while since that the big Jaguar fire in Coventry, and mm. and they were yep. getting they were sorting through and trying to 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 piece together all of the the records that they were given by Jaguar that go all the way back to to uh, uh, into the 30s with the SS cars and uh, yes. that's a big undertaking and I'm sure they finally got it figured out are you talking about well, the fire in 19 off, off the back of that sorry off the back of that they actually um, found some of the missing chassis numbers for the lightweights that they didn't complete yes and they've actually built uh, a number of the lightweights with the original build and hand built hand hand fashioned bodywork and everything and they're kind of selling those as a kind of continuation thing oh yep. really yeah they're all sold and now they're yeah. looking at the XKSS they're talking right. about building <coughs> some of those which, which was basically yeah, been, go ahead there's been a little bit of controversy about the lightweights because they're they're not allowed to race in vintage racing etc because they're not accepted as a you know an actual vintage vehicle yes really so reproduction yeah, cars don't count that yeah, and reproduction cars don't count in. in uh, they don't here either. In SVRA, the no, no. vintage, they don't they don't count reproductions either. If there were, there'd be 500 Porsche 356 inner mechanicas with air conditioning and AM/FM radios <laughs> racing around. Um, weren't the Lister Noblies the continuations accepted by the FIA? I think certain cars were, and yeah. I think that's where the argument is. Yeah. Because um, these were as true as they could be to the original build. Yes. So yes. it was, um, yeah, I, I think there's a good point, though, because you could end up with a thousand re-pops of something well, racing around with the original uh, cars. So. The, the last McLaren reunion here, 15 of the original 12 Mark 6Bs showed up. Mm. <laughs> so think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. 
I've actually got somebody who I might try and get an interview with. Uh, he's actually a friend of mine, uh, Austin Metcalf. He worked at McLaren for 25 years as a fabricator. Oh, that'd be now, wonderful. Um, works for him, he works for himself now and still does some work for McLaren and some of the other Formula One teams. But he did everything from being on the pit crew for uh, Ayrton Senna right through to the production line, uh, F1s mm. and stuff like that. So he's an interesting fella. So I'm going to... Yeah, oh, yeah. Can, uh, that, that, he's that quite would... shy, but I'll see if I can grab him. Yeah, that would be that. That would be uh, interesting to hear, because you know, being a, a old old British car guy, I've had my MGTD. I bet I've had forty to forty-five years. I've had the same car, and mm. uh, uh, just yeah. finishing a B now. But I have a I, 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 I need a window regulator for the left side, okay. and I got one. And I looked on eBay UK. And they said that it was uh, the left side, and it's for an early B. And, of course, it, when I got it, it was as worn out as the one I have, because that's the driver's side uh, over there. Yeah. I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> hold on, stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the offhand <laughs> and the near, near hand and yes, all that stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had to find I, um, a new one. Yeah, if you drop me an email about that, I can I can have a look around for you because there are still quite a bit of new old stock parts around, and also really? quite good reproduction stuff is over here now as well. Oh, you deal in that stuff too? You you do that restoration stuff? No, not really. But I I I'm always looking for parts for my Herald and my Model A, so I I come across other things, and it. They do tend to be the same people that are selling a lot of the old British car parts now. So you mean Model A as in banner. Model A as in which Model A? Uh, it's a nineteen twenty nine Sport Coupe. Oh, Ford. Uh, Model wow. A Ford. Okay. Yeah, oh. I bought it from over there. It came from um, Pennsylvania, and I imported it to here. Cool. I've got a thirty Model A. I've had that for years oh, and lovely. years too, yeah. and it's beautiful. Yeah, mine. Yeah, mine's a bit ugly, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and a lot of guys are running Model A's in trials now. Yeah, they have uphill yeah, climbs. Yeah. Um, what we've got here as well, we've got um, a club called the Vintage Hot Rod Association. Yes. Now, it's not all, not always for the purist, but um, they do a beach racing down at Pendine, where all the world records used to be held years ago. They have a yearly beach race there. They have hill climbs and everything else, and it's um, it's quite a growing thing here, the the vintage hot rod um, sort of area, if you like. Yeah, it so is here too. Yeah, yeah, it, it is here too. Yeah, there's plenty of love for it, and there's also um, a Model A GB club, which um, is a bit of an offshoot of um, the Model A club in the states as well. So the Model A restores. It's club? not bad, but as, as I've noticed in the shows recently, you guys have been saying the age of people is getting up there a little bit. Oh yeah. So the good thing for me is being a mere youngster at fifty-six. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez, he's just a kid. I don't know. Yeah. Holy <laughs> smoke! You think we're going to have to put him through some kind of initiation <laughs> since we're the old ones? Well, we'll call him a newbie. I'm he's a newbie. the newbie. <laughs> well, I'm just kind of. I'm just kind of hoping that I can. Um, spread the word a little bit here if I can. Oh, that'd be great. Well, how many Model A plants did Ford have in England? Just one at Longbridge? <laughs> Just one. No, most of them were built at Trafford Park. Okay. All right. Manchester. All four years? Um, they, yeah, they were, they were all built at Trafford Park because yeah. they, they, had a, they had a number of plants around the country, 
but most of them were built at Trafford Park and then Dagenham was brought on stream sort of later in the 30s and they they started building the UK versions like the V8 Pilot and that kind of stuff there, the Anglias and things. Right, right. But the um, but the, the A's were built uh, up until completion up in uh, Trafford Park and that factory closed eventually. Mm. Um, and sadly, they've near enough pulled out of here altogether now, which is kind of a bit sad, really, because, you know, they had a great history here, and I spent, like, 15, 16 years working at a Ford dealer. So um, the dealers are still here and everything else, and the marketing gives you the impression that they're still here, but they, they're not really making anything here anymore now. Yeah. Now, shame. Uh, has Honda taken over the power plant on Formula Ford over there? Like they have here, um, I believe they have. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I a shame. They have. They're, they're, um, there's Honda plants here, Nissan plants here. Right. Um, BMW took over the mini plant at um, in Oxford in Cowley. Yeah. And I believe the uh, MG stuff now is owned by this uh, Chinese Some company. Chinese group. Yeah. In, yeah. In this yeah. country now. Again. Well, yeah. and Tata so, owns Land Rover. So, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the Land Rover, ja- um, the Jaguar, Jaguar Land Rover is all the one, right? Um, company now, right? By Tata, Tata. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of uh, India. So we still got, we've got a bit of an industry, but we don't own any of it. <laughs> well, hey, don't feel bad. Part of ours is owned by Fiat, so. Yeah, yeah you're going to get uh, bigger. Yeah. Um, I've got when I stay with my friends in Chicago, I've got um, a very very uh, dedicated union guy there who's always bought dodges so i'm not sure he was very happy about that yeah <laughs> uh kevin i hate to interrupt but we're gonna have to take our first break uh we'll yep. be back with kevin flood from the uk and steve and jim sitting around the round table right after this whether cruising the strip at a 57 chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 oldsmobile vista cruiser you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Australia. Thank you yeah. for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we have a very special guest calling in, our new host from, uh, this is our Euro- European branch, is that, we got a... Well, United Kingdom branch. UK United, branch. UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got, got to be a bit careful with all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kevin Flood from... Uh, Reading, right? Reading, yes. Kevin, uh, we do appreciate you uh, taking the time to call in, and and I will honor uh, your request that you can only stay with us until uh, uh, about eight thirty our time, one thirty your time. I, I assume that's still yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I'm, uh, well, no, that's that's all right. Basically, yeah, that that's all right. Um, going back to what is happening in the UK. 
the Donington Collection, that museum is open, isn't it? With all of it is, yeah, that's um, that's really good. That's a really nice museum. Yeah, with all the Formula cars. Are there any other museums yeah. that come to mind? Brooklyn's, of course. Yeah, Brooklyn's is really good because I'm I'm actually a member of the Brooklyn's Trust, and I've contacted Alan Wynn, who's the director there, and I think I've got a good chance of having a chat with him soon. Um, because Brooklyn's has just received a big grant from the National Lottery to um, move the site around a little bit and to build some extra stuff there because not only is Brooklyn's a car museum, it was very important in the aviation industry Yes. Um, during the war and stuff. So there's loads of World War II planes there. There's a Concorde there that you can sit on and take an, uh, sort of imaginary ride on. Um, and they've just got um, a new attraction there with that massive Napier Railton thing. Um, ah. that they've got running and they're running that? that up on uh, me and my wife were over there a few months ago and we were lucky enough that they were having an open press day and they ran the Napier Railton up on the um, banking wow that, now, was, now um, expl- that was lovely because obviously half the bank is missing now but yeah explain you know, the vehicle very exciting explain the vehicle if you would to our listeners it's an aero engine car if I remember rightly in a land speed record yeah, car yeah it's a, it's a 24 litre Jeez. Uh, beast, basically. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the size it of was, a building. It was built in 1933. Yeah. Um, it was designed by a chap called Reed Railton for John Cobb, the um, yes. record chasing madman. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, it held the world record around Brooklyn's banking of about 145 miles an hour, I think. Um, but it's been restored now, and it's in beautiful condition. It's a it's a fantastic looking vehicle, and they've built a whole building around it. And you can do a 4D ride. Um, so you sit in the seat and grab hold of a, a like a steering wheel type thing, and everything moves and shakes whilst the car's on the screen going around the banking. So it actually feels like you're in the car. It's um, wow. It's quite impressive. It's quite impressive, and and quite regularly they take it out and and run it up on the banking. Um, the only problem is there's not really enough banking to give it a proper run. So the filming they did for the ride, they actually took that film in France on the um, banking, the only bank track that's left over in France. Yes, but Mon- it's, um, it's a fabulous machine. Yeah, okay. That's neat. Now, it, is that vehicle on display all the time, or does it move around the, the country or the world? No, it's there all the time, and okay. quite regularly they take it outside and fire it up wow. uh, and run it. Most of the stuff at Brooklyn's actually runs, um, yeah. pretty similar to Bewley, most of the stuff runs. How, how big um, was the engine? So, what did you say? What, 24 litres, right, the, the engine? 24 litre air, aeroplane engine. Yeah. Uh, a, 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 a V60? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a V12, isn't it? I think it's a V sixteen. V sixteen, okay, all right. Something like that. Of course, well, it's a twelve. Yeah, well, no, you're right. Actually, I think it's a twelve. Yeah, it's a twelve. It's a twelve. It's, yeah. Um, it's uh, fuel consumption is five miles to the gallon. Five apparently. gallons to the mile, or five miles to the <laughs> gallon. <laughs> and it's uh, it, it can do about one hundred and seventy flat out, and it's only got brakes on the rear wheels. Oh, that, there's and, uh, nobody in this world, <laughs> nobody in this world today that would try that. I'll do it. Would you? Shit, yeah. <laughs> there is um, 
There is a man over at Brooklyn who's kind of the keeper of the car, and he looks after it like it's his baby. So it is, um, it is quite impressive, I must admit. Mm. But a lot of the Brooklyn's um, tracks around the the drivers' club and the um, timing tower and the pits and all that stuff is all still there. Yes. Um, along with the airplane hangars and stuff, and it's a really nice site to go and look at. And next door to it is a place called Mercedes-Benz World and there's a Mercedes-Benz museum and a large UK dealership there with a huh. test track and you can either drive Mercedes cars on the test track but quite often they get the cars out from Brooklands which is right next door and run them around this short track um, so it's it's quite an impressive site um, it, it's well worth a visit and it's very reasonable I, I, I think the trust membership is about £22 or something like that, which means you can go in um, as many times as you like in the year as well. And also, you're obviously helping to uh, keep the place going. So. Wonderful. Yeah, Kevin, how long, did it, how long was it before they set up the Mercedes Museum after World War II? I, I would think that, that <laughs> there might have been a little hostility um, <laughs> there. You know? <laughs> it's, a fairly, it's a fairly recent thing, that one. Um, it's not been there that long at all. Um, I think it had something to do with some of the land at Brooklyn's being sold because uh, I think they were short of money and they decided to um, to sell some of the land to Mercedes. And it's it's also um, the main headquarters for the importer. Um, it opened in 2006. Wow. So it's um, it's not been there that long. And it, it's, it's a kind of interactive place. They've got some old cars in there and also there's a lot of new stuff and it, there's skid pans you can go on and buy a driving experience and stuff like that a lot of the museums do that now the heritage one up in Gaydon up in the Midlands also has Land Rover there and they do 4x4 experiences where you can drive through big water puddles and climb up hills and stuff like that so not only do you go to the museum for the day you've also got the driving experiences to do as well which yes. I think attracts quite a eclectic and, and <coughs> a good age range of, of crowd you know is the Heritage Motor Trust Museum still near Heathrow, or did that get moved? No, it's up in the, it's it's all, that one's always been up in Gaydon, the British Motor Heritage Trust. I think they had an offshoot down there once, but yeah, the, the that's main where one I is, went. Is yeah, Gaydon. It used to be the British Leyland Collection, mm-hmm. but it's um, they've rebuilt that one as well, and that's a very impressive place too. Did, did they ever do anything with the Abingdon with MG gone? Because a lot when we were there, yeah, there, there was nothing left. There was nothing still there. Some bits over there as well. Um, there is, um, I believe, there's a museum over there now. Now, um, or it's kind of more of a, a, a semi-production uh, place over there. Still, I believe they're still doing some bits and pieces over there. Really the cool. MG Car Club, I think, own it. Yeah. So um, that was one of the other people that I was going to try and have a chat with and, and record can... some stuff with as well. Some of the car clubs as well. Oh, that'd be wonderful. That'd yeah. be quite you take them all to lunch at the Magic Midget Pub. Of course, you know the one thing, Kevin. Can I go ahead and tell the guys that you uh, you invited us all at your expense to come over to England and do a show live? Is it, is that all right to go ahead and tell everybody that? When, when does you could th- tell them, but it wouldn't be true. <laughs> <laughs> when, when does this boat we're going on Titanic? I'd when like, does it I'd sail? When does it sail? It's something about I'm, Columbus. I'm more, or something. I'm more likely to be over there looking around your museums. Um, my wife actually got me into the GM Heritage Center for my fiftieth birthday. That's quite a place. Um, isn't it? I spent seventeen years working for a car leasing company, and I couldn't get in there. And all she did was write to them and say it was my birthday and could I come and have a look? And they said, okay, as long as you uh, send the marketing girl there a mug from Harrods in London, and that got us in there. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Did, did you ever come over here to Hershey, to the big car show? I was supposed to come last year, but we got as far as Chicago, and we were staying at my friend's, and my wife was taken ill and had to go to hospital. Um, so that kind of put the kibosh on that one, but it's on my list, because I've been to the... Uh, Auburn Cord. I've yeah. been to the Henry Ford. I've been. Uh, I've done Route 66. We've done Highway One. So I'm a bit of an Amerophile as far as that goes. So um, <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Yeah, it's quite a place. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I, I'm in two minds really because if I get there, I'll see all these really cheap Model A parts, and I'll cost too much to ship them home. Well, you can just carry them in your luggage in the overhead. That would be good. I normally I've got um I've got a Chevy S10 truck as well, and I tend to come back with oil filters and spark plugs and. Well, now you've got contacts over here. We can get you all the stuff. And I'm in the matter of fact. Today's a Model A club meeting. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to go home and get the Model A and meet a bunch of other people. So we're uh uh, uh well I'll send I need, you my. I need some shock. <laughs> I need some shock absorbers. Do the tube shock kit. Don't even mess around with those old lever shocks. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, actually. I was going to... The guy in Texas actually makes quite a good kit to yeah. change them over to tube, which I think I'll probably do. I just did on mine. Yeah, because yeah, those other ones... Yeah, they want so much for them and they don't last but a year anyway. No, no. I've just done all the kingpins and uh, new front spring and all some other bits and bobs on mine. So, yeah, it's okay. good fun. Well, I'm going to email you what I'm looking for for the MGB, and we can sort of trade stuff yeah. up. Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's there's quite a lot of that stuff around, uh, as you say, at the auto jumbles and things like that, where obviously it's a bit harder to find it if you're not in the country. But um, there's actually a friend of mine um, who buys themselves quite a lot of vehicle parts. He, he could probably find it for me as well. So, cool. No, um, please, I'll, I'll certainly try for you. When Kevin and I started talking, uh, you can imagine what one of my first questions was. Uh, and I just had the thought, Kevin, uh, you and Steve mm-hmm. talking, uh, the first question I asked him was, can you get me an Austin Healey like I used to have? And and the prices that you sent me were worse than they are here, I think. So, But the idea oh, is, here's the idea. This will work out. Send me a, a, a 67 Austin Healey 3000 Mark III one piece at a time. Like Johnny Cash. <laughs> you know, it, it shouldn't take like more Johnny than, Cash. you know, 25, yeah. 30 years to, you know. What, what's in your coffee Actually, this morning? I was just watching um, the Keith Martin show that's on, we got it on Discovery here, How Much Is My Car Worth? Yeah, right. I've seen um, that. Just, I've yeah. seen that, yeah. They, did, they just did a show on Austin Healey's. It was quite coincidence because I was watching it just before I came on, and I was just thinking about David there. And it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of those, and I, I, I that's not, you know, I, I still think, I don't know. I I think they're way overpriced for that car. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, it 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 depends on the fashion, doesn't it? They tend yeah. to get into fashion, well, which tends to push the prices here, up. Here, here. Um, I went. To, I've been. I went to Pebble Beach a few years oh, ago you? and um, went to a couple of the auctions there, and some of the prices are stupid, scary, stupid. Kevin, we're we're going to have to honor your request. That is there any okay. uh, last questions that you want to ask the guys here before we? Uh, Go to a commercial break. And, no, I'll, and, uh, you go I'll your exchange way? some emails and stuff, and I'll be chasing Steve for Model A stuff, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I want to, uh, again, publicly thank you for contacting me about being on and, and doing uh, shows from the U.K. And uh, 
I, I think it's going to add a, a totally new dimension to uh, the classic car show. And hopefully, I, I was kidding about it, obviously, but hopefully one of these days, maybe all of us can get together over there, do a show over there, and then come back and do a show from uh, the studio. So, Kevin, thank you, and oh, we look that, forward right. to uh, working with you and, and look forward to your, uh, to your show. <laughs> So. <laughs> it's great to be involved with such a knowledgeable crew. So, well, thank you very well, much. Care, careful there. <laughs> two, two out of three, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you figure who the other two are. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Very uh, much, it's a guys. pleasure, Kevin. Thank you very Bye-bye. much. And uh, we're going to we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do appreciate you listening to the Classic Car Show. I want to thank Kevin again. Also want to invite, if uh, Scott is listening in today, this morning, um, Scott's going to be doing, uh, and I, I give his last name later, but um, Scott's going to be doing some interviews for us uh, from the West Coast. And so if uh, Scott and his new computer, he just got him a, a new computer, he said, um, if he happens to be listening in, Scott, give us a call and uh, we'll put you on the air and talk to you about uh, what you're going to be doing and we want to I, I just want to take this time gentlemen Steve to uh, thank all the people that do listen in and and we obviously got we're getting more and more emails from folks around the world um, not only uh, listening to our uh, uh, live broadcast but they're listening to our podcast and uh, they're finding them on iTunes and on uh, Stitcher and on I don't know three or four others that we're listed Stitcher. on and um I want to uh, thank everybody that's uh, that's joining in and, and listening. Well, and we've got a neat project with the grandparents' weekends. We do that we're talking about with all the museums next year. Exactly. Uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, probably the third weekend in June, and uh, 
If you happen to be with a museum and like more information about it, uh, drop me an email. David at America's Web Radio will tell you all about it. And we're also going to be talking about it uh, at the NAM show in Maine this May, uh, May the 3rd through the 6th. And we want to thank uh, Rainey at Seal Cove, Maine, for inviting us and uh, giving us some time to talk to other museum curators and directors. So we got the exciting stuff going on in well, the Classic Car yeah. Show. And the other thing is if you're a grandparent, take your grandchildren next summer and start talking to them about it now. Exactly. And you can tell them stories about your experiences. But don't tell them what you did in the back seat. That, uh, that's off the... Uh, well, <laughs> most of the cars I had didn't have back seats. Yeah, I me mean, neither. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, some of them didn't even have a passenger yeah. seat. <laughs> uh, that's, that's... Oh, I thought they had that box over there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the orange crate or whatever. Yeah. The best one was the Studebakers that I had. Because they came in with the built-in beer cooler in the back. You'd, you'd open the armrests in the back. <clears throat> in the in the fi- early 50s and late 40s Studebakers, there's a storage compartment. And you could drill a couple, three holes in the bottom, fill the armrests up with ice. And, I mean, they were big in beer. Huh. So they came with built-in yeah. beer coolers. Yeah. We, we used to take the I back seat know. out and yeah. put a garbage can in and fill it up with ice. And well, beer. they wouldn't let you in the drive-in with that. Well, if you covered it. <laughs> drive-ins. How many people remember drive-ins? There's yeah. still one here. Is there? There's one. Yeah, it's over wow. 85, isn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, there's one here. Starlight or something. Drive-in. Wow. But I, I remember, inevitably, you'd pull up and you'd bring your car up on the little crest hill yep. thing yep. there. Yeah. And... It was always my luck. I would always get the one with the, the cruddy speaker. speaker. They, did, they all were yeah. cruddy. They yeah. all were. Yeah, and you'd raise the trunk lid and six kids would get out. Yeah. No, <laughs> we'd never, never do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's when movies were movies and you could take the yeah, kids to the movies. Yeah, there was a dollar movies. a car, a dollar yeah. a car. Yeah, yeah. To go to the drive-in. Oh, man, that was fun. That was. I wonder how many people remember. Uh, I know the folks listening. But I, I, I bet there are a lot of people that you say drive no in. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't know what a car hop is either. You know, we we used to. Now this was funny. We used to. Uh, you know, I had a place up in in Blue Ridge. Uh, had a cabin up there, and Blue Ridge had a drive in. Oh, did it? Oh, wow. yeah. And we would uh, on Friday or Saturday night, we'd take the boys and we'd go see. They didn't run the they didn't run the grade A movies exactly, and they weren't well, necessarily right. timely, but they, they were right. fun. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the, and the worst the worst thing in the drive-in was the refreshment stand commercial yeah. with the dancing <laughs> hot dogs and popcorn. About visit your concession stand, hungry now, thirsty now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, one horrible one night, stuff. Oh yeah. Oh. One night uh, we went, and it was it. You know, we got there, we got all settled, we got the speaker in the car, and all this kind of st- started pouring down rain. Absolutely, Dad. What do you do when it rains? You you sit here, you watch the movie through the windshield wipers, and you wait until it stops raining. What else do you do? Yeah, you're there. I mean. Yeah. And, right and, and you always wanted to go knock on the trunk lid of the car with the windows fogged up. 
<laughs> well, they were always in the back row anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of like being in the top of the movie theater. At the balcony. In the balcony. What movie? What was it? Yeah. <laughs> we went to a movie? <laughs> oh, my. Now, well, let me ask. Uh, this is a trivia question. How many gentlemen here know what a keyhole is? That's the knot hole in the back fence that you look through to... No, no, no. I mean, this is what we call them in Texas. It was a cul-de-sac. We call it a keyhole. Oh. um, We're going... And and whoever... You never heard that? No. And the first one that got... And you'd always find the keyhole where they're just starting a new development. And so there wouldn't be any houses around. How did we get off a drive-in movie? Well, this is all part of it. Okay. This is cars. and. Whoever got to the keyhole first, uh, it was their responsibility to shoot out the light so the keyhole would be dark. Uh, Why in Texas would they shoot out the light? You cross the Great River and civilization ends. It just stops. That's right, the Mississippi. You cross the Mississippi. You're not talking about the Rio Grande. I know you're talking about the Same thing now. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway. So... Let's go back to the grandparents one more time. Sure. We have a good committee of museum folks. Char, we have Shar, we have Pat, Pat Swigert, and we have Bob Wallace that's on right. it. And we have uh, 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 Mr. Buley that's okay. on it. Uh, right. He's been on the Kent? show. He yeah. Has, Kent, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, and, uh, all right. So, and and the whole we got our logo. Great. Good. Um, have we talked to anybody about the Gilmore Museum? And Cal- I know we've interviewed the Gilmore Museum, but that might be a good one to include the grandparents on that committee. Wait, what's, wait a minute now. You guys keep telling me, what is Grandparents Day about? You just keep talking, right. throwing the term out. What is what it is about? It, uh, well, what this is, is about? Uh, it's you days. Know, we, we have identified over the years, you and I have, Steve, and, and since Jim joined us, obviously we've talked about it many, many times, is that we, we're all in tune with the fact that we want this hobby, this industry, this uh, whatever you want to call the classic cars, we want it to stay around. And, and the way it's going to stay around from generation, like with us, we, we all, we, we died to get our first car. Now today, kids uh, sort of could care less whether they even get their driver's license. They want a Google now. car that they drives want, yeah. itself. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, we, we started talking about it, and we, we've, we've always, in interviewing the museums, asked them, you know, if you got any good stories from grandparents and their kids. And so the idea sort of generated from there to have a grandparents weekend. And we the museums, we're, we're in the process of deciding. I don't want to say, uh, say something out of turn, but uh, there'll be something special for the grandparents or the grandkids when they come to a museum. It looks like we're going to establish the date uh, will be the the either the second or third weekend in June every year. It's not just going to be one year. It's going to be every year. And, um, you know, encourage the it, – it's a great time for the grandparents to be with their grandkids. Yes. And, and amazingly, uh, from what we've heard, too, uh, you know, we're not talking about the, the three- and four-year-olds. We're talking about the – four and five up to even the teenage kids that well, go the, with their grandparents. And how about the grandchildren that have children? So it's great-grandchildren. Sure. Bring the whole crew. Bring, the, bring them all. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the this is something 
I don't know about you guys. We've never talked about this, but I, my grandparents and, and, and a particular uncle that I had, they had stories that I, I sh- I'd like to jump off a cliff that I didn't write them all down, you know. But they, the memories and the stories and the, and the things that they can talk about with cars and and I remember oh that car over there my my grandparents used to have one or my dad and my parents had one that's the first car we had one just like sure. that that's the first car I remember yeah. you know? like my uncle dating Lucille Ball and well, first year was Lucille Ball in a Moon Roadster I've got a picture somewhere yeah well I don't anymore I sent it to the Moon Club yes they have it. yeah, yeah. They have it. so I mean it's they're just so that's the reason for the for the for the idea right. and the reason for the and we, we think it's going to uh, do very well. So we want people to start thinking about it. If you've got questions or you've got any suggestions, we'll certainly take them. That's to me as this hobby grays even more, as we call it. Uh, you know, that's it's just more and more important. Well, you know, we've got a, a sad situation today with many. Uh, Many schools, many textbooks, and uh, it's called history, which uh, I know the three of us have, uh, again, talked about it, that uh, I don't understand how you can rewrite history or, or anything. History is history. But one thing that's being overlooked now in the history books is the importance. No other country in the world, in my opinion, has been impacted more than the United States with cars, well, it's, um, yeah, because of the size for yeah. one thing, yeah, and uh, you know it was such an industry, and then uh, there's a whole, whole evolution of things that happened during World War II when uh, auto manufacturers, to, I mean, it was in almost like days that all of a sudden going from cars to making airplanes, yeah, uh, the arsenal of democracy, yeah, yeah. and uh, so uh, you know we want to do that, we want to get. Uh, uh, the universities that are teaching restoration and restoration involved in in what we're doing, and uh, again, I I don't want to say plea, but uh, I would appreciate whoever listens to the show, be it live today or be it uh, when you listen to the podcast. If you've got suggestions, you you want to contact us, uh, just drop me an email, David at America's Web Radio, and we'll be glad to respond. and And uh, we, we want to. We want to get as many museums between now and, and June to uh, sign up with us. We're going to do special things for the grandparents and and the grandkids, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Just don't buy the grandkids ice cream cones before they go to the museum. Not unless they want to lose their fingers. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. You, know, you have to buy it there. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the museums, uh, it, it's been interesting in, in discussing this with some of the museums. Uh, they're very excited about it. And, and you know, it's something that we can talk about and something that, that every museum is different. Every museum has its own personality. And so if you, you can't say, well, if I've been to one, mu- one auto museum, I've been to all of them. No, you hadn't because they... They all have something different. Some of them have drive-in theater sort of set up. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, several yes. do. Yeah. And uh, some of them have uh, a thing they used to call a fill-in station. Or a diner. Or, or a, a diner. diner. Yeah. And, uh, so the, every museum has its own personality. And uh, 
some some are I hate to use the word sterile, but some are more sterile than than others. And 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 the other thing is, some of these museums, in fact, a lot of them have car events where they have mm-hmm. cars and coffee, or well, in the case of Tupelo, Mississippi, they have involved the Toyota plant there. And uh, it's Tupelo too that's free, isn't it? Some of the museums. No, that was no. Down no, in, no, that was uh, Mobile, wasn't it? Not Mobile, Biloxi. Gulfport. Gulfport. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And here uh, the guy sets a museum up and, and charges nothing. And a nickel for a Coke. And a nickel for a Coke. A nickel for yeah. a Coke in well, a that's, bottle. That's and we're going to let people. Seven yeah. ounce bottles. bottles. We're going to yeah. let people think about that while we take a break. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after this. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web radio did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear all of our programs are available for download on america's and on itunes you can listen to your favorite programs on america's anytime you like hi this is steve ronaldo host of the classic car show on america's web radio uh just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show. And, um, again, want to thank Steve and Jim for all they've done over the years and, and coming in this morning. And uh, uh, Kevin for calling in. And, and I guess Scott uh, must have been. It's 530 pretty, out there, 545. Some people don't. No, no, he's not on the West Coast. He's, oh, he's uh, ah. I think he's in Michigan. Wow. I could be wrong. Okay. But he's he's got a he's got a situation where he'll be able to to call the West Good. Coast and and he yeah. knows a lot of folks out there so okay all uh, right Good. yeah and there's only about a hundred million out there yeah yeah, yeah. a few mu- museums to interview by the way I want to thank a lady uh, that's on uh, on the NAM board and I also want to thank Terry Ernest who's the the president of NAM this year um, but Lisa Penko is her name and Lisa has been extremely helpful in getting things going with the uh, with the uh, grandparents weekend and uh, Rainy up at Seal Cove uh, has been a delight to work with and look forward to working with her over the next few months uh, getting the grandparents mm-hmm. weekend going. You, you know what we might want to focus on is the museums in, in Florida and Texas now South Texas because you got the snowbirds in Arizona they're all headed down there Maybe they ought to go to a car museum. At at least two or three, not just one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hershey Hershey generally marks the end of the activities in the Northeast, the yeah. major activities. Yeah. 
there's usually not much after Hershey. Well, considering it was 39 degrees this morning considering here Considering they're, they're having their first snow <laughs> well, up The in guys Maine up there that, that were there told me it was one of the nicest weather-wise. They had no rain until Friday about 4 o'clock. Huh. Wow. It was in the mid-70s and sunny. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, well, you you got 39, I got 42 coming into yeah, the office. Yeah, it was 39 in my driveway, and it was 39 in Syracuse this morning. And uh, like I said, Maine's <laughs> expecting their first uh, snow. Yeah, oh, I heard that on the way in, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So this is global warming? Global warming, yeah. absolutely. You know what global global warming is? It's it's when Fat Al turns, changes direction in his shadow from his fat stomach <laughs> not, uh, and that causes the sun to be able to you know. I see. I thought maybe it was because he invented the Internet. Um, well, I could be, go, too. Going back to talking about cars for a minute, you know, we probably ought to give our winter speech right now about tire pressure monitoring system lights coming on and uh, changing the oil if you haven't changed your oil all year. and uh, All year? Yeah, and check your <laughs> antifreeze. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The car. Well, we should do a whole deal on that sometime, yeah. getting... Yeah, getting winterizing your car because in Hemmings and a lot of magazines, there's a uh, a lot of stuff. The biggest issue is this ethanol gas. If you're going to store your car away, be sure you use one of the the good non-alcohol ethanol gas treatments. Steve, and let me ask you: Is it better? To leave some gas in it and use no, one of the treatment or, empty, or take it out? Full or empty is the best. Better totally. off empty is yeah. uh, empty is the best. Now, is there any chance Is there any chance that any kind of moisture will accumulate? If, no. Even if no, you no, no it's a sealed system. You won't have a problem. Yeah, you won't have a problem. And run the car out of gas. If you have a rubber line, just put some vice grips on it, let it run until it runs out of gas, and then drain the rest out and don't, don't let it get it back into the carburetor. Because if it just sits there, it'll turn into jelly. Cook. Yeah, but jelly. if you're going to exercise that car, then you're saying then you're okay. It doesn't matter. You don't have to do anything. If you're yeah. going to get it out and run it around every month, but if you're if you're not and you're going to leave gas in it, put some put the stuff in it. Yeah. The the, yeah. the 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 ones that we remember when we had all those people on, we had the guy from Stabil, the ethanol mm-hmm. Stabil. We had the guy from Seafoam and the guy from Lucas. Just, you know, when we've talked about that, one of my my passing things has been my weed eater and uh, the problem it has with the ethanol. And what I found is it runs fine if I fill it, fill my little tank up with with the crap, and then I put a few drops of uh, stable in it, runs just fine. If I don't put the stable in it, it'll have problems. Yeah. Yeah, I think stables is is a neutralizer is what they call yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's green it, or blue it, green stuff. Yeah, there's it'll say ethanol. Yeah, it'll say ethanol right on it. And the key thing, any of that stuff you buy, make sure it says contains no alcohol because what are you trying to prevent? Alcohol. So it's really stupid <laughs> to put alcohol in with alcohol. <laughs> That's kind of a dumb thing to do. Well, so. I put the stable in the weed eater and the alcohol in my. System yeah, and, yeah, and there and everything go. runs fine. Everything runs uh, fine. And, and if it doesn't, you don't care. Yeah, no. Um, tire pressure monitoring system warning lights. I'll bet a bunch of them popped on Today. this morning. Yeah, yeah this morning because yeah. it gets cold. Temperature goes down. Pressure goes down. Yeah, and they get they're just borderline because they probably haven't checked their tires in six months. And 
no telling how many wives run in the door if they notice that the light is on. Honey, there's a light on that says my yeah. tires are about to blow up. What well, do I do? No, there's just a light on. They wouldn't. They yeah. don't know what it means. Just and and half the time, you get in the car and drive it ten blocks, and the light goes out. Yeah, yeah once everything gets warm. <clears throat> so. Well, we, winter is on its way, and uh, you know we probably ought to uh, we ought to talk about this and, and put together some type of show. They're, they're predicting, which doesn't mean anything, but they're predicting a pretty severe winter. So we might want to talk about, uh, from a classic car standpoint, what what they're going to what folks need to do with their cars, particularly if they're leaving them outside. Who? Um, yeah. Well, then you have rodent problems. You yeah, you got to put the mothballs in the interior yep. and. Yep. So it'd be something all that up. stuff, and under the hood, so they don't get in and eat the squirrels and chipmunks. Don't eat the wires. Yeah, God, I'll never forget that time in Pat Braden's backyard. I raised the hood on one of his alpha spiders, and where the battery was, there was a live possum nesting. Mm. And it was an Italian possum. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How well did it speak? <laughs> Salami. <laughs> Salami. Salami bologna. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is this has been uh, an interesting show. Again, I want to thank. Uh, we've got a few minutes to go, but I want to thank uh, Kevin Flood in in Reading, England, for calling in. And uh, you know, it, it was it was just great to hear from him. That and then well, the, the idea neat, of having him do yeah, a show for me. The neat thing is, he's got a Model A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to me is, and I'm sure Steve agrees with that's the best car you can own if you're a car nut. And if uh, there's somebody in Germany or somebody in uh, oh. uh, another country that wants to call well, in. Model A Club, I, it, the Model A Restorers Club has chapters in almost every country in Europe. Yeah. Model A's are big in, in Europe. Yeah. And South America, too. Yeah. So, Just as long as you speak good English. So Jim doesn't have to interpret. No, Steve's the interpreter. Steve interpreter. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, okay. He can speak any language. Um, sp- no, I can make it up. <laughs> I sort of like my son taking Spanish. He just ended every word with O. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it was, just O. Speaking of that, Ooh. where's your Model A Club event this uh, today? They're they're doing a drive to the Apple Country. It's a heart ah. of Apple Country. Yes, stuff. yes. So they're doing uh, they you, you and a, about 10 million other people today. Well, probably. yeah. And it's because it's going to be, a, as you see, it's going to be a really nice day. It's going to be in the upper 60s, low 70s. Yeah. And they're going there, and then we're having. Lunch in Dawsonville at the Dawsonville Pool Hall. Ah, yeah. old Billy's place. Yeah, Billy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the the race car driver. No, Elliot. Uh, Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, yeah, Bill Elliot. Elliot. Yeah. yeah. And, Billy. Uh, Bill Elliot. His name is Perkle. Mister Perkle owns the pool hall, mm-hmm. and he tells some of the funniest stories about when NASCAR was first starting. And the characters like the Flock Brothers. I'll tell you one quick story. If we got a couple of minutes, yeah, we do a couple of minutes. Uh, the Flock Brothers, who were some of the original NASCAR guys, were real hellions. Tim Flock. They and his brother, both yeah. of them. Yeah. And one of them, Tim. I think Tim was one who used to race with a monkey on his shoulder. Uh, he had Jocko the monkey. And anyway. They, they they got thrown out of the pool hall, and Mr. Perkle said, don't you guys ever come back in here. You're nothing but causing trouble, and you're getting fights, and I have to fix everything. So they decided, well, they're going to fix him. So they went out in the woods and trapped a couple, three rattlesnakes <laughs> and pulled their fangs out and milked them. 
and walked <laughs> back into the pool hall with these things in a paper bag. And, and they told them, get you, get the hell out of here. We told you to leave. And they just threw them damn snakes out in the middle of the <laughs> Dawsonville pool hall. And he said, all you saw was asses and elbows trying to get out every damn hole they could. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my! And then there's Curtis Turner. Yeah, all of these guys. Yeah. You know, because that's was the, that that the original Thunder Road was 53 State Road yeah. 53. Yeah. That was the real Thunder Road. The movie was based on. My my uh, my sister lives on that. She has a place up in Dawsonville. Wow. And uh, yeah. you go by Bill Elliott's. Uh, yeah. He doesn't even uh, reside there anymore. I don't, I don't think, think so. It? I think he's in North Carolina yeah. with the rest of them. But when uh, our first service director for uh, Hyundai when I was uh, back in 86. Um, he knew the Elliott family real well because he was Henry Ford's service gopher. So we'd go up there and, and a lot and see those guys. And Mr. Charm, was, Bill was such a nice man, but Ernie was just a charmer. Hmm. Oh, my God, was he well, wonderful. Chase. Th- <laughs> 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 he'd throw a gun at Chase. Bill's son is running a NASCAR. Yeah, he's now. he's yeah. in the Cup Series, and he gets Jeff Gordon's car next year. Does he really? Well, he Jeff I, wow. car. I tell you, folks, uh, it's that time again in the show that we have to put the plug in, in the, the jug, jug. Jim. And, uh, Jim and I put the plug in the jug a few times, and yep. we have to do it again. I want to thank Kevin Flood from uh, Reading, England, for calling in and uh, looking forward to his shows. And thank uh, all of our listeners that uh, support us. And we'll keep you posted on the Grandparents Weekend coming your way. Excellent. Stay tuned for more on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.